Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Sean Connery. If you're in the hunt for a kiwi horse like I was in a hunt for the Red October, contact Gallic Knight at knightexports at gmail.com or Gallic R. Knight on Twitter. Back to you, Toby. Thanks, Sean. Garrick, welcome back to Trot's Life for another week, mate. No expense spared with these intros. Mate, you've got Big Tam himself, Sean Connery, to do my info. This is, uh, <laughs> this is certainly one for the books, I have to say. What a fan I was of him as James Bond. Really was. Oh, that, what about the, red, the hunt for the Red October? No, not a fan. Never watched it. Oh, wow. Have you seen the movie Taken by any chance? Like you're in the bathroom. What are you doing? Oh, I'm in Geelong at the trots in the judges box at Geelong. Uh, right, okay. What's, uh, have you seen the movie Taken? Now, is that Liam Neeson? Yep, yep. Can I just bring something up here? I'd love to know. Anyone who sees Toby at the races in the next week, tell them what you think about this for a doppelganger. Lionel Messi as Liam Neeson's illegitimate son. I can see it. <laughs> okay, I'll have to do some. I'll have to do some research on that, mate. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and I'll look into it. But uh, if you haven't seen Taken, you have to watch it before next week because I've got an idea around that. But uh, let's get into this week. Tonight, Bathurst, race eight, number six, hooked on winning. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this horse. Um, I will say this. I did see its first start here in New Zealand at run third. It was in a gap, but it was a nice third, I thought, on two good horses and Raka Murph and Spirit of Arion. It was a wet day. They went a 58-mile, um, and I just like the way he found the line. The next two starts, just fair, but he just showed me enough there to tell me probably got a bit of scope. Um, from memory, he's quite a big horse. Wendy Turnbull's got him now. So anything that sort of goes from Southland to Bathurst generally seems to do a good job. So um, big watch on that one. Um, yeah, I think just got a little hint and glimmer there that he's probably got a fair bit of upside. And has trialled okay, actually. Ran second in a trial beaten 14 metres by what looks like a pretty nice two-year-old colt that we haven't seen yet produced for Matty Rue by the name of Horn Player. And we're not going down that track at all. Friday, mate, at Melton. Oh, no, we might do Albion Park first. Friday at Albion Park, Elta Magician is race two, number one. Yeah, just a quick one, uh, because we were short on horses this week to discuss, but it is first up up there for Chantal Turpin and Pete McMullen, mm. come from Clark Barron. It was owned by Clark's daughter, Ellie, who many will be aware is a prominent junior driver down south, works for the Stonewall Start Establishment. I actually think Ellie's going on an overseas experience um, coming months, taking time away from the industry. Anyway, she's had the source of it. She bought it as a weanling. 
it's seven or eight trials, one, three or four of them. And um, as most youngsters in the game over here with a horse aim to do, she sold it. So I'll be intrigued to see how it goes. Anything generally that seems to go to Pete and Chantel seems to really fire on all cylinders lately. So that will bode well. And, I mean, he's arrived here with good form and he's shown a bit of gate speed as well. So I doubt you'll get any great price being in that barn. But uh, from what I've seen, looks like a nice horse to follow. Yeah, ran third in a trial at Albion Park, beating 30 metres in 154.6. So that probably bodes pretty well to Tell you what, between the Brisbane and Sydney trials, I've learnt not to pay too much attention to them because some weeks they'll go 150, 151, um, you know. Yeah. And and you can tell half of them are trying to beat the clock and the other half are there only to go about five or six seconds slower. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. Melton race two number two and me, my little uh, little crosses are pretty easy here. This horse very special to you. Obviously they um, are friends of yours. Must have owned it or bred it in New Zealand and and did you the great honour, mate, naming it, naming one after you? Yes, that's in fact true. My good friend Tim Hall. Uh, shout out to Tim. I'm sure he's listening. Um, former trainer. Uh, there is a bit of a backstory to this horse. It was actually owned by a guy who didn't live too far from me in West Auckland, actually. Um, and he was a... In his, into his 70s, was like a long-distance runner. And I mean, like, running full marathons in his 70s and might have been living in New Zealand Masters Games rep or something. And he died quite tragically and suddenly, and um, he left the horse to Tim and his will, and, and Tim trained it on and owned it there for a while. And um, now he's in Victoria with Craig and Tony Jamison. Who might have had a great fellas? I hope... And, Hope they're doing well over there. They're, they're really genuine guys and both have a good knack for, tra- for training horses. So, um, But this horse crazy. He is well-named. He has got as much ability as almost any trotter anywhere. And I don't say that lightly. He has got a huge motor. But if you go back and look at all his races and trials, it's pretty yeah. much either win, win or pulled up. Um, like he just... I don't know how many times he got stood down and had to go back to the trials and would gallop at the trials. But the times when he puts it all together and trots the whole way, he's a, he's a machine. So you just can't back him. I'm sorry, you just cannot back him with any confidence. Um, but I will say this. Don't come crying to me when he blows out your quarty one night playing 60s when he trots, all, trots the whole way. Because it will happen eventually and he will give them something to... Uh, to sneeze at, so. So, 23 starts, he's been retired from the race on 11 occasions, and four, five other times he's been beaten by basically 200 metres or further, so that's 16 of his 23, he's basically taken no part in the race, and four of the other seven he's won, so he must be some sort of... We've seen him trial, and he's done a few really strange things at the trials as well over here, mate. So, uh, yep, I, I'd be including him. I tried to buy him a couple of times for, for some pretty smart trotting trainers over your neck of the woods, and I'm sure you could probably guess um, who I might be inferring there, who, who also understood how much ability this horse had, but just couldn't quite agree on price. You know, you, can't, you can only put so much... Um, Weight mm. on his ability, you've got to factor in the manners as well. And I think Tim and his uh, friend possibly still own this horse, or maybe it's over there with Jamison's on a deal. So it's been a while between drinks. He's had a long time off. 
Um, look, I think either Craig or Tony, one of them is an expert farrier, so maybe um, maybe they've figured him out with his shoeing. I don't know, but I'll be a very very interested spectator when he lines up on Friday night. I'll I'll have um, I'll back the uh, false start in that race. Uh, I back there'll be a false start in race two. He's drawn number two, and there's four horses off the second line. Line now, mate. Well, I've got you've got a few minutes spare. The Invercargill Cup in. Uh, in the South Island, and uh, off what's happened in recent times with uh, sh- all the shadow plays, I just assume Robin's Playboy will just go out and win this race. Oh, you'd think so. Uh, not... It certainly has uh, been a wild ride. Cornella in the Interdome final. Look, I heard your interview with my good friend Sean Daly yesterday. Um, didn't go unnoticed that he had a crack at me uh, straight off the bat, though you did lead him down that path. Um, Sean will be an interested spectator in this race, but not for Robin's Playboy. In fact, his um, his girlfriend, Kirsten Green, has Macandrew Aviator in this race. Um, and he looks a very, very good chance off the front tapes. I'll have to, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in uh, Southland history, but in my lifetime, I can't remember a Group 1 being held down there. So that's at least you know, 30, 35 years. Might, might be the first time ever. Um, either way... It's going to be a big moment for the industry down there to have such a prestigious race um, on the card. And they've attracted self-assured, BD Joe, Spankham, Krug, you know, some really nice horses have come to town. And the undercard's quite strong too. So, yep, promises to be a really, really good race. Um, I guess the key will be, can BD Joe take advantage of his 10-metre head start over self-assured and Spankham? We know he's a really good beginner. And a new driver now, Tim Williams in the cart with uh, Ben Butcher no longer working for uh, the Telfers. So, yeah, I'm assuming Ben's, uh, Tim's probably got to know the horse pretty well in training there in Canterbury. So, yeah, real interesting race. But McKendra over there, go back and watch his runs this spring. Really, really good efforts in strong fields like the Hannah Memorial, Ashburton Flying Stakes, Matt Fink Cup. I think if he steps and runs... Um, Kirsten and Sean will have yet another reason to be celebrating this week. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if that's uh, fair income or what's going on there, but uh, I did like the fact, mate, he gave you a clip about your cricketing ability and you described it as off the bat, which um, he might have middled it, which is something you mightn't mightn't understand. (laughs) Look, uh, if you're comparing me to someone on the Australian cricket team, I'm perhaps your, uh, your Nathan Lyon, I suppose. Um, mate, I don't have 450 wickets under the belt, but close enough to that. Whereas with Sean, he's probably that subfielder you get on from the local uh, third grade side that comes on and you know fulfills his lifelong dream to get onto the field in the national game. That's sort of that's wow. how Sean goes on the cricket field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could. Um... I could talk for hours about my uh, cricketing career and the four premierships I won and captained and everything, but uh, we won't go down that path, Garrick. Hey, just a quick question today, quick question. What's the, what's the feeling on the Aussie Test team over there? Because you're not getting big crowds. They're still performing amazingly, but are they know there's a crowd. Is there, Sorry, Garrick, I, no I missed the... It's been? Sorry, mate, I missed the question. Is Australia still in love with the, with the, uh, the Aussie Test team? Because the hundred percent don't really seem to be turning up. I'm reading a lot nah. of conjecture in the media. Nah, just a few. The the, the noisy minority mate uh, is out uh, bagging the Australian Test team. The rest of us all love them. Don't you don't you worry about that. Uh, Garrick, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, we've got to get to our final break. We'll catch up with you next week.
Thanks, mate. Cheers.